Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey. Meanwhile, I always forget. Wait, what is my Brown Ambition um, entry song? Wait, we're back. We're oh, yeah. <laughs> we're done, <laughs> Tiffany. So I know. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. We're back. We're black. We're extra brown today. Mm-hmm. Ambition. 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 Yo, my guest today had to help me with the theme song. Y'all know how my memory is set up. But before I forget, before I introduce my amazing, special, she's like my... I don't say spirit animal anymore because a native person was like that. That is disrespectful. So instead, mm-hmm. they said use Patreon, patron, Patronus. Yes, she's my Patronus. If you guys are into the Harry Potter, which I am, she's I am. my Patronus. Um, before I introduce her, real quick, y'all know I've been in business for about fifteen years. We've made over forty million dollars in business. I have mentored hundreds, if not thousands, of women some of which are seven-figure business and six-figure businesses themselves. And I have a mentorship club, if you will. It is currently only 10 bucks a month. It's my way of kind of like pouring back into other women because I was poured into. It's not specifically for black and brown women, but let's just say those are my faves. So oh. if you have a business or you are thinking about starting a business, now's the perfect time to sign up at my mentor tiffany.com the link will be in the show notes because this at you know by the time you listen to this show this week we're doubling it from 10 bucks a month to 20 bucks a month but we are grandfathering in any current member so if you're paying 10 bucks you were always paying 10 bucks um and so if you've just been curious and you're like should i do it my mentor tiffany.com i go live once a month with a lesson you go You get to connect weekly with your other mentees. There is a monthly networking like game that they play together. Um, And then even in person, I have mentee dinners, you know, with um, mentees all around the country. So it's just a really awesome time for 10 bucks. So why pay 10, 20 when you can pay 10? MyMentorTiffany.com, because this week is the last week. It'll be that price. Now let's get into the business at hand. We have the one, the only, Berna. Berna, Berna, how do you say your last name? Anat. 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 Like Anat. Like Anat. Anat. Like okay. Well, I'm going to do her bio and then we're going to wild out. You'll see why Berna is my Patronus, because we're both crazy. Um, Berna is an award-winning producer, speaker, podcast host, rich auntie in training, and financial hype woman. I wish you guys could watch on YouTube. You ought to be, because you would see Berna is giving face. She's voguing. Berna is, Berna is just giving energy, um, which is her made-up way of saying that she creates financial education media all over the interwebs, okay? Mm. She is born and raised in the Bay Area, and she's a proud, is it, is it Filipina? 
That's how mm-hmm. we say it properly. Okay. Filipina, a proud America. Filipina, Perfect. American daughter of immigrants. Oh, same like me, except I'm not Filipina. I'm Nigerian, but close enough. Um, <laughs> she taught herself how to pay over, pay off over um, fifty thousand dollars in debt. And then did what any millennial would do. She yelled about it on the internet. (laughs) Berna's work has been featured on platforms like Forbes, the New York Times, BuzzFeed. Berna received a Plutus Award for most entertaining financial content creator two years in a row. So just so you know, the Plutus Awards are like the Emmys for financial educators. So it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, And was named one of ABC's um, uh, Global Pinoy Idols. You can find Berna online at HeyBerna on all platforms in HeyBerna.com. Or curled up with her nieces watching The Office. And I'd be remiss not to say, Berna has a new amazing book out called Money Out Loud, which, you know what I'm saying, I gave praise for because mm-hmm. it's an awesome book and as awesome as Berna is. So we welcome you to the stew, Berna. Thank you for having me, Tiffany. This is like, I can't build a safer, more wonderful financial podcast space. Brad Ambition is my number one favorite financial podcast. You are my number one favorite financial educator. I've been telling everyone since like I've opened my mouth in this industry. You are my alpha and omega. So this is this is everything to me. And 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 for folks who may have attended my New York City launch event, Tiffany was so kind as to moderate our discussion and co-host with me. And it was just it's been a very surreal couple of months kicked off with my event with Tiffany. So so Bernard, let's just talk about so so for those of you who are talked about the mentorship before, Bernard's one of my mentees, like my in-person yes. mentees. And we yes. talked about her book and me and Bernard were talking like every month to go over like, you know, here's some things you can do. And so let's just do a check-in because I know book launching is not easy. Oh my god. So where where's your spirit and your soul right now? Like how are you feeling oh, in this moment? Great, great, great question. I have been telling people over the last month, two months, because my book came out about a month and a half ago, Mm -hmm. that it's been like, okay, you know how I love a metaphor, like Mm -hmm. an elongated, ridiculous metaphor. It's like when you're, uh, you're like playing in the ocean with your Mm -hmm. friends, or maybe your crushes around. And like, you're, you're like, kind of in the deep end, and you're trying to like, show off your swimming skills, but like, still have your like, little aerial moment, like flipping your hair around. Shout out to Hadley Bailey. And, but then the waves start coming in faster and faster Mm -hmm. and like one hits you and you're like, oh, okay, let me breathe within the, like before the next wave, but the next wave comes too fast. Mm -hmm. And so now you like swallow a bunch of seawater and that's (laughs) happening over and over. That's how I felt for like two months, but good. Like all the waves of seawater are Mm -hmm. good, beautiful, miraculous, loving, supportive things. But I am still drowning a little bit. I am still getting seawater in my mouth. It's just like, it's good seawater. So it's been wonderful and like chaotic. And I Mm -hmm. think just in the last week, I've been able to get to more calmer waters and breathe a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, let's, let's talk about money out loud. Like, what, well, one, first, how did you become a financial educator? Like, what, you know, like, how did you get here? Like, you know, from how you grew up to what made you think, like, how'd you pay off your, your debt? And then what made you say, I think I want to show other people. Like, how, what's that story like? Oh, my gosh, the story. So, I mean, you were right at the, like, the freaking a big plot point of my story, I must say. Um, but I didn't grow up at all in money, knowing money, understanding money. You and I connect on this in being children of immigrants, first gen. Mm-hmm. And my my parents immigrated from the Philippines and like so many of us first gen children of immigrants 
we only know what our parents taught us and mm. our parents didn't have time to teach us stuff like this. You know, we were very much in like a lower middle income household and the focus in an immigrant family is to assimilate and survive mm. and to just get a knowledge of the rules and the systems. And so growing up, it was like the money was never talked about. It was not discussed. It was only felt in like tension and weirdness when my siblings and I would walk into the room and it was like the classic picture of like bills all over the table and like mm. weird vibes with my parents. Um, so money was never part of my life really, except for like background tension. Cut to, I'm in my like mid twenties. I am in New York City trying to be a magazine editor. Remember those? Remember magazines? What? <laughs> and so I was very broke. And I was in like $12,000 of credit card debt, uh, $48,000 $48, of student loan debt. Mm -hmm. And I, like everyone else around me, was just like, I guess I'm just gonna die broke. <laughs> la, 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 la. Um, I started to think through like, what would it take to take down my credit card debt? So I started like, I always use the the classic gif of like, you know, like the cat at a keyboard going like this, like <laughs> tapping at a keyboard. That was me being like, what is budgeting? Like, how would I theoretically get rid of this credit mm -hmm. card debt? And this is kind of where my journey started. It wasn't necessarily what I was learning. Uh, what I was learning was really, it was mind blowing because we don't get taught this stuff in school. It's really just a matter of whether you can access the information and if you can understand the information. So I was like, where was all this information about budgeting and credit card interest rates and debt payoff plans? Like, we didn't learn any of this stuff. How come I have to Google it to find out? Mm -hmm. That was one thing that made me angry. But the second thing that made me go, okay, I think I need to start learning this stuff is the fact that, and I know I said this to you many times, I say this on the internet all the time, I saw that all the educators, so many of our like financial education idols were hella male, hella pale, hella stale. I am yes. from the California Bay Area. <laughs> I will say hella at every opportunity. You can't <laughs> stop me. So that was, it was the two things that really got me like, oh heck no, was one, the inaccessibility to the information and how it's like a foreign language, financial education. Mm -hmm. And two, the fact that there were so few women and even less women of color mm -hmm. in the financial education space. But one thing that changed everything is I met somebody named Tiffany Alicia. <laughs> Someone recommended uh, Tiffany to me, and I was like, "What's what's this person all about?" And I vividly remember I was sitting on my bed, and my partner at the time was like putting away clothes, and he was like, "What are you laughing at?" And I was like, "I'm on a Facebook Live of this woman named Tiffany, and she's talking about. I think you were talking about like mortgages." I was like, "This is so irrelevant to my life. Like, I just that week's topic happened to not be relevant to my debt payoff plan." But I was like, "Why am I sitting here, listening to this woman talk about mortgages?" I'm just like enraptured you are the first person to make me go wait we can be funny and in financial education at the same time why do i feel like i'm just like on skype with my bestie like this is so great that really changed things for me too so i started sharing my debt payoff journey internet things you know video and things grew and we're here yeah that's awesome 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 so how did you go from that to like okay now, because ultimately a book is just another tool for education. Yes. You know, when did you decide, you know what, I want to put my ideas into a book? Were you just approached and you never thought about it? Like, what was that process like for you? 
This was, I keep telling people I got into uh, my book deal kind of butt backwards, <laughs> but maybe this was seeded by my childhood self. I wanted to be a writer when I first kind of like, I don't know, became sentient, like understood what it meant to have a job. I was like, <laughs> I want to write. But of course, I have immigrant parents. Mm -hmm. And if you have immigrant parents, you know writer is not on the table, especially mm -hmm. for Asian Filipino-American kids. I keep joking that you have four choices yes. when you are let me guess, Filipino. Let me guess, let me guess. They, yeah, they're similar to Nigerian. Doctor, yeah. mm -hmm. lawyer. Check. Engineer. Yes. Pharmacist. Well, I was gonna say the last one is always disappointment. Oh, Dr. Lawyer, well, the, to me, the fifth one is drug dealer for Nigerians. <laughs> They're like, hey, so you're, you're a drug dealer. I'm like, I'm a teacher. They're like, drug dealer. Drug dealer. <laughs> and drug dealer is the catch-all for everything yeah. that's embarrassing to them. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, exactly. And even like in the last few years, describing my career to my parents, they're like, you do what? With the same tone as if I was like, I deal drugs, mother. <laughs> that's what I do. It's like doctor, lawyer, engineer, disappointment. And yes. so- Love it. Writer, I think, was taken off the table pretty early when I was younger. And I sort of like went around and pursued like PR and marketing and things like that. But I'd always wanted to write. Um, fast forward again to, you know, being a content creator, putting up videos, doing speaking gigs. I had hired an agent to help me with sorting through, you know, these uh, inquiries and negotiating and everything. It, I took time. I was like, I want to, I want to agent up with a with a woman of color in an independent mm -hmm. agency because this is this is distribution of wealth. Like this is who I want to build my like financial ecosystem with. And then a month after we signed on together, my agent Tabia was like, so I was approached by HarperCollins and I was like, Arr? and they were like, well, they're looking for someone to write a financial education book for young people specifically. Like, would mm -hmm. you be interested in that? And I feel mm -hmm. like my 11 to like seven to 11 year old self was like, like yes, <laughs> very interested. Um, they had a outline for what they wanted the book uh, to have and they already ha kind of had ideas for like a title and I saw it and I was like oh no oh mm. no 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 oh no 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 um there was this sort of like your teen's guide to I was like uh-uh no ma'am none of that because I worked for uh 17 magazine I worked for the YMCA and lots of other mm. teen programs after school programs and camps in New York City the worst thing you can do, especially in terms of, of media, is call a teen a teen. Teen's <laughs> guide to, I was like, okay, we need, I need to bring YMCA Berna into this and be like, here's how I would do it. Here's how I would restructure all the information to get rid of this, put more of this. And they were like, do you want to write it? And I was like, I do, I absolutely <laughs> do. <laughs> that's, that's how we got to the book deal specifically. And it, I was just psyched. Like it, this has been a very full circle healing moment for my inner self. No, I love that. So Money Out Loud, you would say, like, who is the ideal, like, reader for Money Out Loud? And, you know, is it just the young teen or is it a parent of a teen? Is it the aunties of a teen? You know, like, who would you love to see pick this book up off the shelf? Oh, my absolute number one audience. It's two people in my mind. It is the anyone who identifies with the rich auntie. And that is of any age, of any generation. Mm. But the, the person in my mind next to the rich auntie holding my book has given a second copy to the young person that they want to inspire. Mm -hmm. I really wrote this as a letter to my 16-year-old self, really like a letter to my nieces. I have four nieces, all between the ages of 23 and two. 
And this was me writing a book to them. And so my ideal audience is anyone who considers themselves a mentor and also understands that no matter what age you're at, you were probably failed by the financial education system. So I don't want anyone to feel like, oh, it's a book for young people, it's not for me. It is for you and my dream is to for you to also give it to a young person who like you wish you could do better by your younger self. So I'm gonna pay it forward and give it to the newer generation so that they don't have to struggle like we did. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it is very much a, a auntie and nibbling, like mentor mentee kind of pairing. That's my ideal. I love that. So one of the things I love about Money Out Loud, first of all, the cover is everything. All right. Thank you. I love how you advocated. You know, I know all the stuff behind the scenes about Berna, but I love how you advocated for yourself for the cover. Yes. You know, you were the opposite of me. I was like, I don't want to be on. I don't want to be on. (laughs) Well, you being on your cover made me go like, that is so impactful. I'm sure a lot of the decisions of you being on the cover and all the positives, I'm like, yeah, it it, it hit me. Because I'm like, how many women of color do you see on the cover Mm -hmm. of their own money books? And so that was was something that we fought for. So yours is like super fun. And then also too, what I really, really love is that like, there's so many awesome illustrations in this book and they're so fun. Yes. You know, so like if I was a young auntie, a rich auntie, which I am actually, you I am are. a rich auntie. Um, yes. And so I just love, you know, I, I enjoy reading, mm-hmm. go to Barnes and Nobles, pick a book off the shelf. I will do the flip, you know, the book flip where you look in and I'm like, if you do the book flip here, you're like, wait a minute. There's <laughs> like, you know, there's illustrations. It just looks fun. It doesn't yes. look overwhelming. I just love that you include it. And like, there's all these drawings of, of Berna. So you can see this brown girl with big curly hair. Yeah. You know? And I just love like, you know, you're always giving encouragement like this one. It says, when I say community, you say care. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to that. step into the hype woman of it all. I have to give all the flowers to Monique Sterling. She is our illustrator. Mm. Incredible. Um, when my publisher was like, let's get an illustrator on this. Here's Monique Sterling's uh, um, portfolio and Monique had done a bunch of illustration also for BIPOC authors who were writing specifically towards like mm-hmm. racial justice and mm-hmm. just like very like focusing in on like here are authors who don't typically get to be authors. I was like, ah, Monique, yes. And it was wonderful to work together because we're like, how do I, how do I portray mm-hmm. that in me in cartoon form is mm-hmm. brown and has big curly hair, uh, but also is not like, you know, I'm I'm Filipina, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm not coding that I am a black woman with like an Afro. There were some <clears throat> moments where we're like, oh, hold up. Let's not <laughs> let's not rep- misrepresent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do want people to see my hair and my skin and yes. I'm like lunging. And yeah, we wanted to make it fun. <laughs> No, I love it. Like, first of all, first of all, this is funny. Interlude tax party. Taxes don't know her. I'm like, yo, honestly, this book is like a party and a financial party in a book. Thank you. And that that chapter specifically, we're like tax party. I'm like, let's put balloons. Yes. Like, where would you see? Like, you see that and you're like, what is she talking about? (laughs) Is it taxes? Let's find out. Wait, hold that thought, Berna. We are going to pay some bills and do a little break for a moment. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. 
State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know we work hard and we play hard, but when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you know what. I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology, it's going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Security. Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Hey, hey, BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Hey, BA fam, our fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, this message is sponsored by Squarespace. It is the ultimate toolkit for crafting your online presence. With Squarespace, it's really about more than just building a website. It's about shaping your online identity and making your mark. So say goodbye to checkout headaches with Squarespace's flexible payment options. From credit cards to Apple Pay, they've got you covered. And if you live in an eligible country, they offer buy now, pay later options with Afterpay and clear pay, which means that your customers have even more ways to purchase your products. So head over to squarespace.com and kickstart your journey with a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, don't forget to use our link squarespace.com slash brown ambition to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Just visit squarespace.com slash brown ambition to get your discount today. Remember your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. And we're back and black and brown. Let's resume. I can't remember the first time that I saw you, but I don't know if you were live or I think it was just maybe you were doing like a series of videos and I was like, oh my gosh, she is so silly mm. and so fun and so wild because I think, because when I came into the space, 
I was really nervous about being myself. I actually slipped up and was myself, and that's how it came out. Like, <clears throat> up until then, everybody was like, oh, very serious, Tiffany. Hi, guys, mm-hmm. we're going to learn this. Um, and so all my early, if you go to my YouTube channel, all my early YouTube videos is very serious, Tiffany. Fake serious, because that is not me. <laughs> and then one time I was live, and I think, I don't know what happened. Everything that could go wrong was wrong. My my bonus daughter had come into the room and I was mm. asking her to close the door because at the time she was like young. And then I kept saying like, I think like Alyssa and Alexa kept saying yes. And I'm like, so I'm trying to keep it together. Like, not you, Alexa. <laughs> Alyssa, can you go? Yes, would you? So finally I was like, God damn it, Alexa, <laughs> shut the hell up. <laughs> and oh that is when God. I entered the room and was like, this is my person. And this then I didn't, my- <laughs> I didn't realize, I looked at the camera and I was like, wait, I showed myself. I tried to go back to fake phony, um, serious Tiffany, but the comments went crazy. Yes. And it was like what my, my therapist calls a corrective experience. Oh. You know, you tell yourself, you know, if I go left, I bump my toe. If I go left, mm-hmm. I bump my toe. And then one day you go left and you don't and you're like, oh, like just because turning left does, is not a precursor for bumping my toe. So I thought like success had to come from serious. Success is serious. Mm. And then one day, you know, I slipped up and I wasn't serious. And it was like, I got this immediate reaction of like, we like this Tiffany. Yes. And, and so as a result, it corrected that experience for me to say, wait, can I be myself? And then, you know, bring people into the room still. And so when, like, did you start off when you first started, like, hey, Bernard, did you start off, like, fully being yourself? Or did you have to grow into it, like, when you started to be more publicly facing? I think I didn't have to spend too much more time growing into it because, honestly, creators like you made me go, like, I, I was seeing other financial creators be the serious. And I was like, okay, and this is where I'm just a learner. I'm just a learner. I'm just sort of, like, synthesizing my my education in my own little private Google Doc. And great, I'm just a student. When I saw folks like yourself bring the personality and uh, not only was that more entertaining for me, but it made the education go down differently. Mm-hmm. It was like the spoonful of medicine or a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is impactful. Also, I'm nuts. Like, could this help? <laughs> could this help people learn? And so when I started sharing my financial journey, my like debt payoff journey, my like budget building journey, I, I'm naturally inside, I'm a child. Like <laughs> uh, my inner child is very, is, is right front and center all that she's at the control center always. And so in order for me to learn anything, I have to translate for my inner child. Mm. And that's how I started sharing my information of just like, so interest is this, here's the like Investopedia kind of Miriam Webster's dictionary. Here's how I would explain it to my inner five-year-old. People, I feel like other people's inner five-year-old mm. was like, now I get it. Mm. Now I understand. And so it was, it was, you open the door for, for so many of us to be like, oh, like I can be myself. And then I realized the more I am myself, the more I speak to a different level of people. Like so many of us, especially BIPOC, we understand what it's like to be talked at mm-hmm. from the like, with our professional voice and like our professional selves are like, I'm talking back to you and the professional selves. <laughs> But when we're ourselves, like when you and I as creators are ourselves, we get under that layer and it's like, oh, that's how I yell at Alexa at home. Like that's, you know, that metaphor that Burnham made is something, that's the way that like I would explain it to my five-year-old self. It just like, it digs in deeper mm-hmm. and I want to always stay in that level. So it, it, it was freeing for me to see creators like you do that. And the more that I do it, the more that I was like making silly metaphors and skits and characters and seeing that people were being entertained 
and learning at the same time, I was like, great. I found my pocket. Like, I don't have to hide my inner child. She actually is a big part of the impact that I make. So she's she's a CEO. So we all know that there are so many um, ills that um, that we people of color have to navigate because of the state of our personal finances and the state of the way the world looks at us and the world the world interacts with, the, with us um, via the economy and our and our finances. Like what? What problem do you hope to solve with Hey Berna? For me, I hope to help to start to close the racial wealth gap, specifically through black women, right? Mm -hmm. And so I don't turn anyone away, but that's like my core deliverable. Like I wanna help black women get on financial track because through black women, you help black men, through black women, you help black children, through black women, you help the black family and communities, yes. and then the communities at large benefit overall, right? Mm -hmm. So what, what, what problem are you hoping to solve or at least take totally tar start to chip away at. Yes. Okay. So I think in I feel like there's a woo woo problem and then like a technical problem that mm -hmm. I'm hoping to solve. I think the woo woo problem is the feel is, is the sense that a lot of people don't feel like they belong in the financial conversation at all. Mm -hmm. And I think I've I've shared this metaphor with you before, but one of the my favorite sort of impacts and effects that I I feel like I, my work has had is it's like you're at a party or like your friend invites you to a house party, but you go without your friend, you like arrive late, so you come by yourself and you walk into the door and you're like, okay, like the party's already started and you don't really know anyone, you don't see anyone you know, but everyone's having a good time and you're like, this is intimidating. You're like, is everybody looking at me? I don't think I belong here. Ugh, it's loud, I don't see my friend. And then you're like, you know what? If I just leave, no one's gonna know and my friend's not gonna know, I'm just gonna get out of here. But then your friend sees you and they're like, oh my God, like Tiffany, you're here. Thank God. Like you made it. Okay. Let me show you around. Here's where you put your jacket. Avoid these people. This is where you get the drinks. That guy sucks. Whatever. <laughs> and then you like, you, you join the party. But then later on in the night, you got comfortable. You've made friends. You might lose that friend again, but it's fine because you've already been introduced. You were brought in by someone who made you feel welcome. You were like oriented and now you're having a great night, even without that person. That is what I want to be for the financial world. I want to be the person that's like, hey, you're here, you belong here. I'm so happy you're here, I'm glad. Let me just make you feel comfortable. Let me orient you to a different financial world where you don't have to listen to hella male stale pale dudes mm -hmm. gaslight you out of your financial reality. And let me bring you in. And that effect I think is so impactful. Even if after that, they never like, engage in my content again they might buy money out loud but that is then the impetus for them to buy a whole bunch of other financial books that speak to them mm -hmm. and go down all these other financial rabbit holes and find a tiffany or find anyone else that they're like oh this is me furthering my education i'm happy to be the bouncer i'm happy to be the person that brought them in the orientation leader i guess the i mascot. love that i love that okay yes absolutely and then the technical thing is and this is something that i've been talking a lot with my friend yanelli who also just came out with a financial education i was just texting her yesterday i'm Mentoring her to with her new book coming out. Well, the book came yes. out. So yes, I've been. Yes, she yes. is incredible. Um, she also works uh, as, I think it's like director of education at NextGen Personal Finance. Mm -hmm. They're working very hard on trying to pass as many financial education literacy laws mm -hmm. in the country because only, I want to say like 21, 22 states have it mandatory. Mm -hmm. I know Tiffany has a budget NISTA law mm -hmm. in New Jersey. And I'm really hoping that this book can help become not necessarily part of the curriculum for financial financial education, but part of the push 
that financial education is important to start in middle school, yes. in high school, make it relevant, make it interesting, make it brown. Um, I want to get this book in front of as many young BIPOC as possible for free. They should not have to shell out 20, book, 20 bucks or whatever, or like go seeking this information. I, I want it to be at the, in their classrooms, at the YMCA, in their after school programs. Um, so I'm trying to do it for the youth. I love that. I love that. So big, big, big. I want to welcome you in to financial education. You have a space and a place here. You're not only welcome, but you are important. And yes. then, you know, more concrete, you know, let's get financial education in the hands of young people, especially young people of color. Ideally, yes. you know, your book being one of the the core tools that people can use. So, yes. Love. You see my recap? That's my teacher recap. You see my recap? <laughs> Beautiful. Is she a teacher? You should teach. Maybe you should go into education. You ever think about that? All right. Well, let's talk more personal things, right? So, Barna, like, you know, for me, I'm always just like beyond like business, beyond, you know, like what you do, like, I don't know. Like, what is your, like, how do you want life to go for you? Like, I'm just curious. This is just me, like, mentor Tiffany asking you, like, how is it, you know, I know you're doing this and you're doing well, but I've seen so many people who have totally checked out. I don't even know if you've noticed lately. A lot of people literally have closed down their social media shops. Um, yes. That's been, like, a real trend of overwork and overwhelm. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm just curious, like, what would you like to see for yourself in the next like two, five, ten years? Like, what direction you want to go in? Like, what's your, what are your big and small goals? Oh my gosh, great question and a, a wonderful time to ask it because I'm after this, after this week, I'm taking off like three weeks. It's my okay. official like stop after the book tour. Like, I keep, I keep using the metaphor with my. God, I'm so I drink every time I say metaphor. Um, <laughs> I keep using the metaphor with my therapist of just like, you know, you're like running a race and you get you sprint across the finish line. But once you get across the finish line, you can't just stop. Right. Like mm. you have to you have to run slower mm -hmm. and then you got to jog and then you got to walk and then you have to stop eventually and like drink water and eat food. My typical I feel like this is very first gen daughter of immigrant behavior. But if I don't check myself, I will jog. Yep. I will walk and then I'll start jogging again. I might not even walk. <laughs> I might jog and then start sprinting. Like, Because all we know is to push and work and try and achieve. And so I'm trying to take this summer to practice differently, right? To like correct my behavior and actually give myself three weeks off in June and then give myself the whole rest of the summer to just go slow. For a lot of us, I'm, I'm, I imagine maybe this is true for uh, parts of your business too, but there's like a nice summer slowdown. And I'm like trying to lean into that. And what I want for like five to 10 years from now, I just, I wanna be softer. I spent the first 33 years of my first gen ass alpha daughter ass. Can I say ass? Yeah, yeah, girl ass. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I spent the first 33 years of my first gen ass alpha daughter of immigrants ass going hard and sprinting mm. all the time and never, never having a leisurely stroll, right? I don't know how to do that. Mm. So I need to teach myself how to do that. And knowing that I've spent so much of this part of my life sprinting, what would the rest of my life look like if I went slow on purpose? Mm. What would it look like if I were soft and gentle to myself and took my time and like finally believed my own hype? I think part of why folks like me keep running, even when we've accomplished so much, is we don't let ourselves internalize or trust what we've already achieved. Mm -hmm. And we don't ever let ourselves like, it kind of, be on our own like 
that's not even just hype because that makes it sound like sort of helium. Mm -hmm. We don't let ourselves trust the like foundation we've actually set and the work we've actually put behind us and really kind of put trust in our our own abilities that like already happened. I, I want to go soft and go slow. And the question I keep asking myself is like, what kind of abundance? I know what kind of abundance can come up if I work my butt off like mm -hmm. manically. I understand that very intimately. What kind of abundance can happen if I don't work my butt off? Mm -hmm. If I go slow, if if when I when I mean no, I say no, as opposed to yes, because I'm scared you're, you're gonna go away mm -hmm. opportunity. Um, also in a more tangible sense, I wanna start working on this next summer. My dream as an entrepreneur has always been to work during the school year so that during the summertime, I could take all my weeks off and be a summer camp auntie. Like mm. go back and work at summer camps in any pers any degree because I worked as a teen camp programs director for three years. Mm -hmm. um, I worked in the summer basically leading 15 to 17 year olds and doing like leadership programs at camps. Best job of my entire mm. life. Worst paid, probably <laughs> the most physically stressful and maybe mentally stressful, but it all the light bulbs in my body light up mm. when I'm at camp and I'm working with young people at an overnight summer camp who are specifically like young brown people who've never been to camp before and never mm. freaking touched a river and never heard a frog. Like that, I'm doing all this so that I can disappear every summer and do like lead arts and crafts and campfire songs. I love that. I want it so bad and I think <laughs> I want to use this book as my vehicle to like launch myself into summer camps next summer and basically like, you know, wave the book around and then also be like, okay, s'mores. <laughs> okay, let's talk. <laughs> like, let's I, campfire time. Honestly, I, and love, and I love that you've gotten so specific with it because, yes. you know, like sometimes we don't even know. Like you work mm -hmm. so hard to your point, I call it launch mode, you know? Like, so if anybody's yes. ever like launched a, a book or a business or whatever, you know, there's a certain energy that's brought on, hyper vigilance, hyper work, and, yes. you know, there's nothing wrong with that when you're launching the actual thing. But so many of us don't know how to deactivate launch mode. It's like there's nothing actually launching and I'm going just as hard and fast, you know? Exactly. You exactly. Know? Like you just live your default mode is launch mode. There's mm -hmm. no relax. Like my my business coach, Kristen, always gets mad at me because she's like, OK, like she's like, OK, you just launched this thing. You launched your membership. You did a week of classes. You launched a book. What are you going to do to relax? And I'm like take a nap she's like girl that's that's a biological need what else are you gonna do i'm like eat pasta she's like that's also a biological need what's indulgent that you're gonna do what's like what's how are you gonna treat yourself and i blank i literally mm -hmm. cannot answer it i think so many of us are in that same position because all we know is launch and we mm -hmm. don't know we even like shy away from and run away from celebrating ourselves and yes. giving ourselves the credit and things like that and so i'm gonna try i feel like a baby deer like on wobbly legs trying it this summer and being like what am i gonna do for three weeks panic work <laughs> and so my business coach is like and that's why we're going to structure your three weeks a little bit yeah i'm gonna take your laptop away like, we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> it's true out. honestly at my peak overwork and overwhelm there was not a place i did not take my laptop literally i would take my laptop food shopping yeah no. because you never knew girls like, you never know like, <laughs> and there were times when i was in the aisle and i would take it out because my admin would text or call me or whatever and be like oh hey tiffany there's a contract you have to review as if she said or else the world is gonna be bombed or something. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, girl, I think you can wait till you get home and you put the eggs up. Yeah, I mean, but I would be like, girl, say less. 
and yeah, I would take I'm out my it. laptop in the supermarket on my oh. card and be like, done. And hot spot. I did not. I did not know I had a problem until I didn't. You would think that was it, but no. I remember distinctly. I was getting like my annual checkup, and mm. I was like waiting in the doctor's office, and I was wait wearing, you know, like I don't know, like you know, the little gown, just sitting waiting. And I had mm-hmm. my laptop on my lap, and I was working. So she, yes, and I thought totally normal because girl, I'm gonna wait 10, 15 minutes. What will I do with my hands? Literally like forty five seconds of yes. rest. Emails. Not my. Meanwhile, not my cell phone. My laptop. <laughs> So she comes in. So before before she came in, you know, like the the nurse or I'm guessing it's the nurse. She she you know take your blood pressure, take your vitals, and they yeah. come in and they, she was like, so your blood pressure is really high. Oh no! And I was like, really? She's <laughs> like, I think why? Yes, right here as I'm tapping. Hold on, real quick, doc. Just wrapping up this email and said, I think what? What I was like, is it? She was like. This is the second time you come in and it's a little elevated. I was like, mm. I think maybe because I run up the stairs. She looked at the laptop and looked at me and was like, the delusion is real. <laughs> yes. She was like, She's Tiffany, delusion. do you always work this much? I was like, no, it's just right now. We, you know, we have a project. Right. And it didn't really click to me. I had, I was in such a level of stress. I didn't. So I'll give you an example. Like when I was in college, this like my first real like major crush. Um, he used to smell, smoke hella weed. I did not know this because I was like mm. grew up super sheltered and whatever. I was like, and no judgment. But no. I remember one time I was like, "You seem weird today. Are you okay?" He was like, "Oh, I'm not high." Uh, uh, and so I was not like, high. "Wait, what?" And he was like, "Oh weird. no, I smoke a lot of weed. You didn't know that?" I was like, "I did not know that." He's like, "What you think that smell was?" I'm like, "I do not know." <laughs> Cologne. It's so, so for me. I was so stressed that when I wasn't, I was like, oh, because I'm not high. Meaning like I was, that was my, when someone was like, is everything okay, Tiffany? It was like, wait, I didn't know. I was so stressed. I did not know I was stressed because that was just life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I read that this was meme one time that said like, some of you guys think you're morning people, but it's your anxiety waking you up. <sighs> it read me for filth. Because I, like, <laughs> I honestly, I was waking up every morning at five. I was mm. like, I don't. I remember I used to pride myself. I don't need an alarm clock. I don't need an alarm clock. <laughs> my internal clock be a click. Meanwhile, it's my anxiety. Like, get up, girl. Get you can't up. sleep. You don't get sleep. <laughs> no, I honestly, I don't care if I went to bed at one five o'clock. Mm. I went to bed at two five o'clock. I went to, like, wow. I could not sleep beyond. That. I couldn't. And right. I thought that it was like, you know, I'm, I'm just working really hard. This is what it looks like. And I just worked myself into where it got so bad that she was like, okay, I want you to take home this blood pressure like machine. And I want mm. you every day to put in your numbers in the morning and the evening so I can see. Because I told her I'm not taking medicine. I'm not 80. Girl, it's not happening. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I convinced her it's because I ran up the stairs. I'm just a little stressed in this moment, but I'm good either way. She's like, okay, prove it. Mm-hmm. And so no, I, it. I, I'm almost positive. At like, like a healthy blood pressure is like 120 over 80. Let me just, let, mm. let's see. Let's mm-hmm. see what healthy blood pressure is. We'll and so see. took the machine home. And child, let me see. Healthy blood Healthy. Oh, we're Googling it. Yeah, healthy <laughs> girl, because Google knows healthy blood pressure, right? <sighs> so, yes, 120 like over 80 is considered healthy. Um, oh. Mine was saying like 160 over 100. I mean, that's like go to the hospital now. And I, I remember being like, so I, the first time I did it was like 140, 150 over like, you know, like 90 or something. I was like, right. Huh. Just seems, and I really was like, uh-uh. So I kept taking it. So finally, my sister was home, and I was like, "Girl, come um, come take this. Come use this broken machine." 
Her yeah. said 120 over 80. I was like, mm. So right. my, my bonus daughter, Alyssa, who's like seven to like some, at the time, like 14, Liz, mm-hmm. come take this machine. <laughs> and it was like 120 over 80. I was like, and then I would take mine and it would be higher. 160 over such and such. And I'm like, this got to be broken, but only when I put it on my arm. I just, I could not conceptualize. <laughs> How could my blood pressure be so, because I was always perfect blood pressure, girl. In great mm. health, and by then, I, by then I was like, I'm, I was thirty pounds heavier than I am now. But I'm like, I've been thick before, right? You know, it's so like, it. is it the weight? No, I was so stressed from how much work that I was doing. And I remember at the peak is when my business was making its most. We had hit ten million dollars that year. Wow! And I, we were like, we were making the most, and I felt physically the worst. Wow! I was like, you know, and. It took, I, I was on that space. It wasn't until really like my husband, Jarrell, passed away mm. that it like hit me like a ton of bricks where it was like, what is this all for again? Right. Nothing is more clarifying right. than death, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I just was like, and I remember distinctly asking myself, you're going to have to choose between having the space to grieve mm-hmm. or managing this health, Tiffany, because you actually don't have the energy for both. So if you want to have the space to grieve, I need you to remove the stress, eat better and start moving your body because I need, I need, I didn't have the energy to manage both. You know what I mean? Like I can't be dragging like this, like heart that's not working when the heart Mm -hmm. is already broken, Mm -hmm. you know? And so Mm -hmm. I just, it was in that moment. I went to Bali for two months Mm -hmm. and there's like no sugar available (laughs) unless you want a pineapple. (laughs) Um, And, you know, outside is fresh and clean and you're walking everywhere Mm -hmm. and the beach every day and swimming every day. And so I dropped like 15 pounds from like grief as well as just like, you know, like doing being better to myself. I came back Mm -hmm. and I totally reorganized my companies um, because there was just Mm -hmm. a lot of people that were working here that were awesome, nice people. But I just was like overpaying because just I wanted to overcompensate for women of color yeah. And like, I just, we had t- way more people than we needed. I was mm. paying way more than what I, what really that the company could bear just because like I said, I wanted to overcompensate. And, but it meant that I had to work really, really hard to maintain that. Um, right. And so I had to restructure the company. And now I can say my blood pressure is back to normal. I'm back to 120 over 80. Yay. Mm-hmm. I'm down That's 30 pounds. Incredible. And when I tell you, hmm, I walk mm. about an hour and some change every, um, you know, every day. Um, And I take a nap daily and I do not overwork and overwhelm. I take about three months off a year. Um, Wow. And like, even now I had like, today I had like a team call and I call the, I I do walking calls. So I was like, it was so nice outside. I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to do the call and and y'all, you know, if you want to be on Zoom, that's cute for you, but I will be on Zoom dialing. (laughs) <laughs> and then I mute because the birds are chirping so loud. I'm like, yeah, all right, you're up next, Logan. <laughs> mute. <laughs> you know? And so, you're, um, you're like Snow White in my head. You're just like, uh-huh. like literally. Like, that's just the birds. It's just a tree talking. Sorry. But I realized that my bad habits were also pouring into the team because they were overworking as well, too. And so I do the walking calls and I let them hear that because I let them know you can be outside, too. I'm not mad at that. Unless you're physically presenting something, you can be outside. You yeah, can take the t- you know you can take the call while you're getting your hair braided, you know mm. like and so yeah I want that so for all my mentees and things I'm always leaning into just like you know I want you life to meet you healthy happy whole that yes. what you're doing should be a tool for that 
not the thing itself. I don't want you to be overworked and overwhelmed. And certainly, you know, mm-hmm. book launch time, I understand that you have to launch, but I'm so glad you have a definitive, I'm out of launch mode. And yes. like the big sister in me is like, hey, you know, do you have like kind of like these, do you, because we talked about like after now the book, you know, you're not in heavy launch mode, you know, hopefully you have like a warming pot where the book continues to like be out there without you physically having to like, be so present, you know, like how I do mm-hmm. my Friday posts that kind of talk about yes. the book. But I'm like, girl, those are light lists, but it does make a big difference, you yeah, know? And so something, so do you have something like lined up like that? I do have, I'm working with, for the first time ever, working with a social media person who like, I've, I've always sort of, if I've worked with a social media person before, I've like shared the reins a little bit, but I was always the poster. I was always still like the front. Mm-hmm. And so it's been really interesting for me to actually hand the keys over and like, you post what you would you tell me what like what needs to be posted you post you give me ideas you post for like on behalf of me and we were talking about like how can we post consistently throughout the summer so i'm not like making a new video series you know i'm not like putting hella work into it because i still want to be a little offline mm-hmm. but what can we automate and what routines can we set kind of like like your get good with money fridays is what is it mm-hmm. what it is mm-hmm. um what can we automate so that people, like it's like a very consistent low lift drum beat. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually conceptualizing that right now, like w- these next couple of weeks with my social media person, Kat, um, because I've found someone that I trust to speak to my community, almost like on my behalf okay. and like share that load with, which is my little baby step mm-hmm. towards like actual passive work. I think there's like a, a first gen resistance in me. Like part of my new brain is like, I love passive stuff. Like, yes, we love to work less, do less, <laughs> do more, get more. But there's still a part of other part of my brain that's like, is that a scam? If I'm not sweating, do I deserve <laughs> yeah. the accolades afterwards? I should be crying. I should be crying right. If I'm not crying right now, then well, it's not real work. And so I'm like slowly trying to turn that bus around and and have that going. And I'm also hoping on we're planning on a fall tour once school okay. is back in session for me to be able since you know we're pushing this like young young brown people need to have this book agenda lining up lots of speaking gigs for the fall. So I'm sort of uh, I think I, this is something that you and I have talked about a mm-hmm. lot in, in our mentorship sessions is like seasons, you know, like there's yes. a season for like, ah, I'm out, I'm doing this. And there's equal value in being like, I'm hiding, I'm conceptualizing, I'm, you know, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm recharging my energy. So trying yes. to find the balance. No, I love that. And I love that. And honestly, too, just remember that sometimes it's not balance, it's harmony, right? Sometimes yes. the Sopranos, they're slaying and, you know. The, the altos are just like humming in the background. And sometimes mm-hmm. the altos are like, girl, it's my solo. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> exactly. there are moments in time where you're like, you're more partner than you are daughter. You're more daughter than you are sister. You're more sister than you are bestie, you know? Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. Harmony means it's for the betterment of the overall song of your life, you know? Yes, 100%. And I think what's really hard, and it sounds like I heard this in your story too, talking about how grief was clarifying for you and your life was like, you need to give something up. Yeah. So much of us, again, in this like first gen alpha kid mentality is like, no, we do everything. Mm -hmm. We check all the boxes. We keep all the plates warm, like all the the burners are are burning bright. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we yeah, we can do it all. We do it all. But that's a lie that we have been sold and continue to sell ourselves. And so letting go of that and really embracing the fact that like, no, you really you can't or you can try and do everything. But here's what happens. Mm -hmm. You hit a wall. Your blood pressure spikes like you know you can you can try it's it's letting go of that like she can do everything she's a superhero like 
letting go of that there's fear for sure yes. i'm afraid to let go of that and it's because it's all we know and being that has given us so much but like letting go what instead are you making room for that actually could be more expansive and more healing than high achievement or like all yes. oh, the money that's so hard to retrain it it's if, at least for me very difficult to retrain yes. my brain around but trying it is because the world the world rewards um, yes. You know, like, a, a, I would say outward high achievement. Yes. You know, yes. like, oh, my gosh, Absolutely. you know, they have that sticker on their book or on that TV yes. show or they're making how right. much. And it is I don't I would still be on that train had like life literally just sat me down because it's very hard to retrain your brain. You know, yeah. that's why I don't spend as much time on social media like I used to. You know, mm -hmm. unless I'm watching somebody renovate their house, because <laughs> me watching other people succeed externally, it's very hard not to say I want to get that, too, even if I don't actually want to. What I'm really yes, saying 100%. is I want that at work. I want the the external accolades as well. Yes. You know, because that's how you bring value. If you you know, are you not valuable if people don't know? And so, like, yeah, I just was like, oh, Tiffany, I'm tired. I don't want to play that game. Let them have it. I don't care. I want an actual good life. Exactly, exactly. It's This has been really difficult to contend with in the middle of my launching because mm -hmm. of course like I'm like launching the book. I like have dreams of being on all bestsellers or whatever. And at the same time, I'm like, wait, are you enjoying the process? Mm -hmm. Like, will you look back on this time of your life and be like, I was so stressed. I was like, you know, like it's been really interesting for me to go like, okay, here's one way the book launch could go. I could stress myself the hell out trying so hard to accomplish these things. Do I actually want those things? What would it look like to achieve them or get on that show or do that thing? And at the end of the day, does that, like, did you have a good time? Again, I'm talking to my inner child. Did I have a good time? Mm -hmm. Was it memorable? Like, am I now no longer present at these amazing events? And like my family threw me a surprise party. Like, these are the things I want to like invest my energy in and be present for. One of my really good friends, uh, Mimi, she's a, an, an author that I met at my co-working space in San Francisco. She is like, the, a few weeks before launch, she was like, I want you to know, she's like, I know you're a highly ambitious individual mm -hmm. and all these things are gonna happen. It's gonna be great. You're gonna be triggered to try to make more things happen. Please know you already did the hard work. Mm -hmm. You wrote the book. Yes. You already did it. If you don't do anything mm -hmm. to like extra promote this book, it, it takes nothing away from the accomplishment. Like mm. you can lay down and let launch day happen, show up at your events and then go back to sleep. Mm. And no jury in the world would convict you of not doing enough. That's the, mm. that's the monster in your head telling you. Yeah. But like you did it already. Like authors need to say, say that to other authors, like you already did the hard work. And so I've been leaning into that. And whenever I have a moment in the last few weeks of like, wait, should I be posting today? Should I, should I, but I'm like, oh, I already did it. Come on now. Like, don't yes, I get to rest? Yes, we stand, Mimi. We did it. Right? Thank you, Mimi. Mimi Locke, <laughs> incredible. She's like, you already, you. she's also like, I'm older and you make me tired. So I just want to <laughs> let you know. <laughs> what you do is amazing. I'm tired just looking at your social media. And I hope that you're, like you're doing this because you like it, not because you feel like you have to, because you already did all the have to. You did yes. it. Lean back. I was like, okay. <laughs> My therapist hard. would say, not have to, get to. Get to. You no, know, or get want to. to. She was like, Tiffany, yes. I, 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 I feel like I should. She's like, I, I'm not should, should, but could or want to. You get to decide. Oh, yeah, Berna, thank should. you for coming on. You're awesome. You're amazing. Every Every time we talk, Tiffany, it's like, I don't know. It's like it's like dipping my heart in honey. It's like, Aww, or like my heart I, is just like in a spa. 
I love that. Honey is both sweet and exfoliating. Exactly. <laughs> and it has antibacterial properties. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so where can the girlies get money out loud and where can they connect with you no matter where you are of course you can get money out loud anywhere that you buy books uh, and you can get the audiobook as well anywhere that you get audiobooks but i really stress you go independent i love pointing people to bookshop.org bookshop.com sorry uh oh no i think it's bookshop.org. oh you're right okay let me start over <laughs> I actually love pointing people to bookshop.org because they are an organization where you can either buy from an independent bookstore or every purchase supports an independent bookstore. And those are the folks that really need your money. Um, and also the audiobook. I narrate the audiobook. That's something that I have not, in terms of marketing, I have not told enough people that. People are like, I wish you would. And I'm like, damn it. I gotta get better on this one. Um, but I narrate the audiobook. So if you find me entertaining, in, in your ears, then you can listen to the book. Um, and then you can find me everywhere at Hey Berna. I'll be going a little quieter on socials this summer, um, but I will be back to my full obnoxiousness in the fall. So <laughs> you have till then to unfollow me. <laughs> <laughs> we welcome the crazy. <laughs> I love it. So yes, Hey Berna on all the things, heyburner.com, Money Out Loud, available wherever books are sold. But ideally you yes. go to a book, this is bookshop, right? Bookshop.org, yes. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and get it, Rich Auntie, for you and your little nibbling. You know, yes. if you got a, a young person in your life, a college student, it's actually a perfect time for college. Because if, if your child or, you know, a child that you know is going off to college, that summer before, it's time to sit down and have talks with them. The talks about drinking, the talks about safety, the talks about money. It's perfect mm-hmm. timing. So yeah. Money Out Loud by Berna Annette. Thank you, Burn. Thank you. Feeling the burn. Oh, feel it. Feel it. It's, it's going to be a low simmer this summer. So hopefully it doesn't hurt. No, I love it. Thank you, Burna. Thank you. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market. Rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.